Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Most will try to tell you that there is no God. There is a there's a daily devotional called the Lamplighter, and it wrote this. Little uh, response to that: there is no God. All the wonders around you, they're accidental. All the the there's no almighty hand that made the billions of stars that made our universe the beautiful summer sky at night. There's no almighty that did that. They made themselves. The surface of our land, the topsoil, which if it didn't exist, we'd have no vegetables to eat. If it didn't exist, Uh, There would be no grass for animals to eat. Um, The inexhaustible envelope of air, 50 miles deep, that's exactly the right density to support human life. It's, It's just a law of physics. Water that expands when it freezes, while all other substances contract, yet water expands. And so when it expands, for some reason, ice is lighter than water. So ice floats above the liquid. And because of this fact that it expands and it's lighter, lakes do not freeze solid to the ground. And fish and other animals that live in water survive cold winters. But there is no God. We have days and nights because the earth spins at a given speed without slowing down, but there is no God. So who made this arrangement? Who tilted the earth in such a way that we have our seasons? Who made the sun's fire just so perfect that it generates just enough heat that we don't fry and don't freeze? Who did all that? I mean, if there is no God, if there is no God, then it's all just random. Random. Right? If there is no God. If there is no God, the the miraculous, powerful love that we have for one another that that uh, extends to from great grandparents to you know, kids, nieces, nephews, grandkids, etc. It's all just random. It's all just random. 
I can't explain it, church. But uh, I had a dream a couple nights ago. And uh, it was a, what we call in my family, a cottage dream. Uh, my grandparents owned a cottage. And uh, it, was, it was a hotel, a little old hotel. We would spend many weekends during the summer there. And um, I told my mom and dad about it. I visited them this week. And I said, it was so good to see Grandma and Grandpa Washburn again. I, I miss them. I love them. My grandparents are long passed away, and yet I still love them. You know? I mean, some of you have heard that philosophy of love and how if there's no God, how do you explain something like that? If there's no God, how... Who made this arrangement? The human heart beats 70 to 80 times a minute. Or, I'm sorry, maybe not that quickly, unless you have a smart math average rate of heart, the average heart rate is, but 70 or 80 years. 70 or 80 years. And it never rests. How? How does it? How does a kidney filter poison from the blood and leave good things alone? How does it know one from the other? How, how can the human tongue flexibly form words? Who, who made a brain to understand this? Is it all accidental? Is there really not a God? The person who wrote this says, is there really not a God? Romans 8 and 28 says, we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. To them who are the called according to His purpose. We need to realize a couple things this morning. We need to realize who we are. We are created in God's image. We are not a mistake of evolution. We are not... Uh, 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 what is... in. in when DNA uh, has has mistakes, it's a uh, I can't even think about the word right now. But uh, evolution is is you know says that you have these these uh, the strongest survive if you have a uh, uh, if you have a problem with DNA, but that problem makes you stronger than the rest. Then that problem becomes the norm, and 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 so it's all just random. We're all just here randomly. I'm not here randomly, and we need to understand that. We've been created in God's image. God told Jeremiah, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. I knew you. Hallelujah. All things work together for those that love God. Understand, realize, you were created in God's image, and you were created to praise Him, to love Him above all else. And when our lives are a reflection of that love for God. Not a love for ourselves, not a love for money, not a love for success, not a, uh, uh, but a love for God that our lives show that we love God. All things work together for good. It doesn't mean you're not going to get that phone call. It doesn't mean you're not going to 
uh, have that problem, that situation. It doesn't mean that you aren't going to have struggles in your relationships. You aren't going to have struggles financially. You aren't going to have struggles at your job. You aren't going to have uh, uh, struggles with your health. But it does mean that if we love God, all things work together for good. Amen. All things work together for good to those who love God. And number three, to those who are called according to his purpose, God has a will. God has a purpose for your life. God wants something great. Amen. Out of our lives. What that means is he has built anyone, anyone, uh, been trying to think of a place that you all have seen, uh, a kamikaze curve in Binghamton uh, that they've been working on for like four years, and it's going to still be three more years before they're done. There is a spot there as you're, as you're hitting the Y that either, uh, uh, and, and you're going to head on 17 East, uh, that there is a part of that highway that, that, is built, but you can't drive on it. You know, it's only, it's only you know, 10 or 20 yards long. I can't remember how long. But, you know, they got barriers. They have a machine or something up there. So, so you aren't going to take it. But, but has anyone ever been in a big city? San Antonio is the one that always comes to my mind because it seems like they're always building highways there. But, but you, you, you know, there's, and they build them tall there in Texas. And there's some highways there that, that they're not done yet, but they're there. You know, and, and, and God has built highways in our lives, but we still have to drive the car on. We still have to decide whether we're going to get on the highway. Just because God has a highway for your life, just because he has a will for your life, a purpose for your life, doesn't mean that it's going to come to pass. We still have to decide, amen, whether we are going to get on that highway or not. We still have to decide in Jesus' name, amen, whether we want to walk with God in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. We need to leave here today with this renewed confidence in our divine call from God. We need to have this confidence that God has something divine for us. Mordecai had to convince Esther uh, that she had a divine appointment from God. Amen. Amen. Her attitude had to be, it had to be, I can do it instead of I cannot do it. She knew that the decree from the king said that no one was allowed to come to the king's throne, not even the queen unless they were invited by the king. But she had a divine uh, invitation, and the divine invitation always overrides the human invitation. It always overrides it. The call and purpose of God overrides the laws of man. And the disciples knew, for example, that the magistrates, that those who were called to be the law of the land, they knew do not preach the name of Jesus in this city any longer. Acts chapter 5. Do not preach anymore. But they knew that the divine call of God overrode the laws of men. And they said it is better 
to obey God than man. It's better. It doesn't give you a license to break the laws, to disobey the laws of the land, but it does mean when the laws of men are contrary to the divine call of God and his laws, we obey the laws of God. We obey God's laws. This is simple, church. Simple. If the laws of the land say that it's okay to murder somebody, but God's law says don't murder, you don't murder. It doesn't matter what the laws of the land say. We obey God's laws. And Mordecai was saying in sense and in, in, in essence, I know that the decree of the king says you can't enter into the throne room, but you've been called by a higher king than that king. And the higher king says that you need to stand between uh, uh, your people and their demise. And as long as she did not feel like she could overcome, as long as she didn't feel like she could win, the people of Israel were in danger. But the moment she said, I can, the moment she said, I have the ability, I have the authority, I have the anointing of God on my life, the moment that she had the confidence she could do it, her people were spared. We've got to believe, we've got to understand, we can do all things through Christ. All things. Amen. It's only when we have that confidence, though. You see, church, if you think you can, it will propel you to do what you think you can do. Amen. This is such a simple sermon. If you don't think you can, chances are you never will. If you don't think we can have revival, we'll never have revival. If we don't think we can have victory, we'll never have victory. If we don't think we can be set, be set free from things that bind us spiritually, uh, mentally, we'll never be set free. If we don't think we can have the marriage we want, the relationships we desire, uh, the walk with God that we know we need, if we don't think that we're ever capable of having any of these things, we'll never have them. We'll never have them. But if you ever get the, I think I can, I think I can. No, church, this is so simple. But I believe it's life-changing if we'll allow it to be. You will be propelled into what you think you can do. I think I can, I think I can. There was a little railroad train with loads and loads of toys. All starting out to find a home for little girls and boys. And as that little railroad train began to chug along, the little train went racing on so fast it almost seemed to fly until it reached a mountain that went almost to the sky. The little engine moaned and groaned and huffed and puffed away. But halfway to the top, it just gave up and seemed to say, I can't go, I can't go, I'm weary as can be. I can't go, I can't go, this job is too big for me. The toys got out and pushed, but all in vain. And then a great big engine came a-whistling down the train. They asked it if it would kindly pull them up the mountainside, but with a high and mighty sneer, it scornfully replied, Don't bother me to pull the likes of you. Don't bother me. I have better things to do. 
the toys all started crying because the engine was so mean. And then there came another one, the smallest. <clears throat> I should have memorized the poem. My tablet keeps crashing, and I don't know why. Thank you, Lord. And thought it seemed she could hardly pull herself along. She hitched onto the train, and as she pulled, she began to say, I think I can, I think I can. I think I have a plan. And I can do almost anything, but if only... If I only think I can. Then upward that big, great mountain with all the cars full of toys. And soon they reach the waiting arms of little girls and boys. And though the story ends, it will do you lots of good to take a lesson from that little engine that could. Just think you can. Just think you can. Just have the confidence. And very soon you'll start to say, I always knew I could. I knew I could, 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 I knew I could. If somebody here today could just leave this building with the confidence that with God, they can do all things. That's really just my, my only mission this morning as your pastor. Please leave here with the confidence that you can do all things. All things. Amen. It's amazing. It's amazing. What somebody can do when they have that attitude, I can do all things. Twelve spies went in to spy the land. Ten came back and said, we can't do it. And two came back and said, we can do it. The land's ours. Joseph and Caleb, we can take the land. Forty years later, they took the land. You see, church, we've got the promises of God. The adversary can't stop us from possessing it, regardless of what he says we can do it, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. Caleb said, I've got it, I got it, I got it. God promised it to me. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. David said to Goliath, I'll beat you, I'll beat you, I'll beat you. In the name of the Lord, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Goliath, you have nothing on my God. I can do it through the anointing of God. I can be victorious and I will be victorious. I can overcome, and I will overcome. Amen. I can have a deep relationship with God, and I will. And it won't be too long, church, before you are being victorious, before you are being an overcomer, before you are living in the promises of God, because one day you said, I think I can, I think I can. Peter had confidence in God that he could walk on water. And then he got out of the boat and he said, I will walk on water. And then he said, I am walking on water. You see, he went from I can to I will to I am. I can, I will, I am. It was not Peter, church, who walked on water. It was the confidence that he had in God that gave him the ability to walk on water. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. We've got to get out of our boats. We've got to be willing what we think we can. We've got to be willing to do what we think we can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
got to be willing to think that we can pray more, that we can live for God, that we can be purposeful in our lives. We've got to be willing to say we can read His Word. We can get along. We can do great things for God. We've got to be willing to do it. Amen. We got to, we, we've got, it's got to go from I, I can to I will to I am. I can, I will, I am. I can pray, I will pray, I am praying. I can worship, I will worship. I am worshiping. Amen. I can read his word, I will read his word. I am reading his word. Hallelujah. I can magnify, I will magnify, I am magnifying. I can be healed, I will be healed, I am being healed. Hallelujah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your marriage, your relationships, your finances, uh, your, the, the, your actions in the dark. Amen, I'm telling you church, God can direct them all. I can, I will, I am. Amen, I have a determination. Romans 12 and 1 and 2, let's stand this morning. Amen. I told you, church, that it's simple. I, pre- I, I, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Church, I am telling you, we can do all things through Christ. Amen. We can present our bodies as a living sacrifice. There are times that we have just got to renew our mind. We've got to renew it. Amen. Think of yourself as living in an apartment complex and you're living there with the landlord who makes your life miserable. He charges you an exuberant amount of rent and when you can't pay it, he gives you a loan with a fearful interest rate, and it just puts you deeper in debt, and you can't pay it, and you're months behind, and all he does is bully you and come and ask for more money, complain to you about how the apartment looks, complain to you about not making any payments. He is the worst landlord that you have ever, ever heard about. And then one day, somebody comes and says, I've taken over the apartment house. I've purchased purchased, purchased it, and you can stay here as long as you want for free. The rent is paid up. I'm going to be living here with you in in the manager's apartment. This is simple stuff, church. I've been part of businesses that have been bought out by other businesses. When one business buys out another business, they buy that business's debt. If Pepsi has a million dollars in debt and Coke buys Pepsi, Pepsi no longer has the million dollars in debt. Coke has it. And Coke can do with the debt what it wants to. So the new apartment owner says, debt's paid, rent's free, 
Stay here as long as you want, and I'll be staying here in the same building. What a joy. You're saved. You're out from the clutches of the old landlord. But what happens? You're rejoicing, and somebody knocks on the door, and it's the old landlord. And the old landlord is mad. He's demeaning. He's, he's demanding, and he says, I want that rent. So let me ask you, what do you do? Do you pay him? No. You say, you're going to need to go talk to the new owner. Because I've got a new deal with him, and you'll have to talk to him. And he, church, he may knock on your door every day. I want my payment. I want my payment. But all you've got to do is say to him, I don't owe you anything. Go talk to the new owner. Go talk to the new owner. And that's our situations as Christians. Jesus Christ has set us free. Jesus Christ has paid our debt. Jesus Christ has covered us with his blood. And no matter how many times the devil comes and knocks on your door and tells you you're worthless, you're useless, there's too much debt in your life, you'll never make it through. All you've got to do is tell the devil, I no longer belong to you. My debts are no longer to you. Christ has paid the price. I've been bought with the blood of the Lamb. Go see God about it. And once in a while, maybe remind the devil of his future as he reminds you of, his, of your past. I have a new landlord. I have a new landlord. I can do all things through Christ. Victory comes through him. Revival comes through him. Overcoming comes through him. Deliverance comes through him. Souls come through him. Everything we need comes through Christ. And we've got to understand it, church. Is there a God? There is. There is. And he can give you the strength to do whatever you need to do. You've just got to start saying, I think I can. Because if we think we can, then we will, and then we'll find ourselves needed. Amen? In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here this morning. Hallelujah. To realize.